Main Street today with Devin O'Day is your half-hour coffee break featuring lifestyle, inspiration, and entertainment news. Main Street today airs live weekdays at 11 a.m. Central, or you can catch it on demand on all of our Main Street media social platforms, including highlights on Instagram at Main Street Today Radio. Take your daily coffee break with Devin O'Day on Main Street Today, weekdays at 11, right here on all our Main Street media social platforms. Now, back live to Ridley Park with the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back. We are live on location. It is 12 to 8 here in Motlow State with the lead in the bottom of the seventh. One on and no outs here for the Lady Chargers of Columbia State. So looking for five runs. Or none. Or none. Or let's, none. let's get on to the next ball game. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's the media in us talking right there. <laughs> no fandom here. Uh, no, cheering, oh! no cheering in the press box and no cheering in front of the press box either. Oh, she heard? Uh, it appears. Clearly. So, yeah. How? We have a injured... Charger on the field dove back into first on a pickoff attempt and uh, was unable to get up and make her way to second base where she would have easily been standing. Nonetheless, we move into our guest segment here. And I guess since we don't have Stevie Wonder queued up, we'll just say. yeah, let's just say happy birthday to our guest Thomas Harding of MLB.com. What's going on, man? Oh man, I'm just a man doing the best I can, sitting outside of Salt River Fields at talking stick. It's close to 90 degrees in Arizona. Happy to be here. Happy to actually have baseball with major league people doing it. <laughs> with major league people doing it being the key there 90 degrees in arizona huh yeah very we'll- close to 90 it's a wonderful afternoon i'm i got all my interviews and i could be sitting in a press room typing out a story and i was like you know what i don't feel like it so i'm actually just sitting in front of a ballpark leaning and watching people there you go there you go people well, st- watching is always fun. stay stay hydrated um Thomas, obviously, Chris and I are are huge Braves fans, and we are kind of watching the situation out of Atlanta with with the Matt Olson trade and now the Matt Olson contract and that kind of thing. And, you know, from a distance, what are you hearing with regard to what's next for Freddie Freeman? Because clearly there's no place – in Atlanta for him at this point. Yeah, it seems like um, the Dodgers are somewhere between a an odds-on favorite and a foregone conclusion. And I haven't kept up with that situation beyond that. I, um, I, I saw a headline that Tampa Bay was actually interested in him. I just don't see Tampa Bay doing that type of contract. In fact, the Matt Olson contract with the Braves. That was very much a Tampa Bay contract like they did with their young star player. You know, it's a long contract. Um, nowhere near the dollars that Freddie Freeman was expected to get. The Braves really don't like to have um, too much of their future tied up in long contracts. So if they aren't winning at some point, you would expect him to be traded for a number of different parts. 
if they are winning, you're talking about one of the young stars of the game. So you see how the Braves are positioning themselves, but certainly if you're a Braves fan, you're very disappointed because Freddie Freeman not wearing a Braves uniform uh, is really hard to take. Thomas, it's it's disappointing because you kind of felt like he would be here forever, to be honest. But, you know, the way this thing has gone down, it's, it's almost like – and to a degree, if he's frustrated with the situation, I can kind of get it because uh, shame on the Braves for not getting this done last year. Uh, and they probably should have gotten well, this think- done last offseason and didn't. And Freddie – having to go through this year knowing this was going to be his free agent year, probably a little frustration there, and I can get that. But, you know, at some point either you got to swallow that and say, okay, how can how can we make this work for me to stay or do whatever it is that he did? Well, I think when you look at the, the years and the dollars with Matt Olson, I think where the Braves are as a franchise, it's really strange. It's almost like um, – I think the Braves ended up winning a World Series because of the way they operate. But losing Freddie Freeman is probably part of the way the Braves are going to operate. I don't think a veteran contract of a guy well into his 30s with um, maybe, you know, more money than than you would expect or and, and you would expect the end of that contract not to be very good. I think that the I think the Braves ended up doing what we've seen them do in recent years. If you recall a few years back, like they bring in Josh, Josh Donaldson, they don't keep him long term. There are all these rumors about different guys they could bring in, but once it gets to the length of a contract and the age of the guy in the contract, suddenly the Braves drop out of it. So some of what makes the what made the Braves special now is the way they operate, and I'm not sure that a Freddie Freeman contract, as much as he is in Atlanta Braves, I'm not sure that fits the way they operate. And you see teams, they run into problems where where in, instead of operating the way that they are successful, they go away from it to hold on to a popular player. So I'm not going to say it's the right move. I'm not going to say it's the wrong move. I am going to say that Freddie Freeman, not with the Atlanta Braves, is kind of tough to take, but very few guys stay with one team their whole career anyway. You're right. Um, Thomas Harding of MLB.com with us here as we just witnessed a three-run Columbia uh, Columbia State home run to make it a 12-8 game, one out. 12-11. I'm sorry, 12-11 game with one out in the bottom of the seventh. So, um, Wait a minute. A second ago, you guys were wishing for the end of this game, and now you have a nail-biter there. Oh, now we have goodness. a nail-biter. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Now, it's all, it's all, now, Col- is Columbia at home? Is, is Columbia, yes. Is Columbia yeah. Yes, they are the home okay. team. So you, you mean I could be witnessing a walk-off that you, you guys could be thought wasn't going to happen. You, we, you could. I hope you're witnessing a walk off because otherwise you're witnessing extra innings, and no one wants, <laughs> no one that. wants that. But um, okay. well, and, and one other question for me is uh, the, the the young player that was injured on the dive back to second base. Did she stay in the ball game? She did stay in the ball she did game and scored. and scored. So yeah, so <laughs> all is good. Okay, all good. Is good. All right, good. Yeah, I don't want to be on here witnessing an injury, so I'd rather witness a yeah. walk off <laughs> than an injury. Yeah. T, you cover the Colorado Colorado Rockies for MLB.com, an NL West team. So you've got a little bit more familiarity with the Dodgers, probably on a day to day basis, than we do. 
you mentioned that Freeman to the Dodgers is somewhere between the odds-on favorite and a foregone conclusion. What does that team look like with Freddie Freeman? It just They just feel like a fantasy team with all the players that they're collecting. Yeah, it's almost, and had they not won the World Series in the shortened season, it would even be funnier to watch. Um, uh, remember when the Braves had that, uh, I think it was um, the tools race where it was the wrench, and every, every day they tried to find a different way for the wrench to lose? That's what the Dodgers have felt like, is that no matter who they get, no matter how much star power they bring in, they can't seem to get it done in the end. So, yes, the the Dodgers would look a bit like a fantasy team. I mean, um, but, you know, first base has been an issue with them and with Max Muncy coming off of an injury and the fact that he can play second base, he could, you know, as long as he, or he could be a designated hitter now in the National League, then you could see where he fits in the lineup. Do the Dodgers get it done? I mean, it seems like for so many years, and I've been fascinated by this, by the way. Um, I, I started covering the Rockies in 2000. I've been around the game a long, long, long time. And they went from 1988 to the shortened 2020 season without a World Series champion. And I could pick probably 10, 12 years that talent-wise they were the favorites. So can they bring in Freddie Freeman? And then if they do, will they get it done or will they invent a new way not to get it done? <laughs> that's a heck of a question and and i, I love we way, sure hope it's the latter I, I love the way you phrased it but yeah we do hope it's the latter <laughs> yeah, it's a perverse if it, if it, thrill watching that team it, it really is and um and it's funny because in this division like um and i've had this conversation with other folks the best thing for the rockies who are a who are a, a lower than mid-market team really as far as the tv market best thing for them would be some sort of expansion that gets them out of the Dodgers division because no matter what, they will never be able to compete free agent wise. I mean, I think that like a St. Louis Cardinals, they can, and I think, well, not, I'm sorry, the um, Milwaukee Brewers, for example, I think they have a better chance of sustaining winning being in the central, even though the Cubs are there, but the Cubs don't sustain the way the Dodgers do. Um, the Cardinals are, the Cardinals are very good, but they don't, they spend, but they don't spend crazily. The Dodgers can spend crazily. Um, but, yeah, the, the Dodgers last year was the first year, what, after an eight-year run of division titles, and the Giants ended up beating them, and the Dodgers knocked them off in the playoffs. So everybody's afraid of the Dodgers out here, but you don't see a lot of World Series pennants. And I just find it one of the more interesting things to watch in this league. I just thought it was funny, you know, when they trade for – Trey Turner last year, and, you know, this guy's an all-star shortstop, and you put him in at second base where he's rarely played, if ever. I mean, it's just – you're just collecting guys and putting square pegs and round holes defensively and that kind of thing. It's – it's, uh, you know, Dave Roberts has caught a lot of heat over the last couple of years, but it would be interesting to see what he could do with a logically constructed roster. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's why Turner's moving to shortstop. I look at a couple of things. You look at the Dodgers in 2018. That was the year that the Rockies actually took them to a game 163. They went out and collected all kind of parts. I mean, I almost don't remember their names, but there were so many of them. And there was that whole thing where people were praising them. They called it a hockey team. You had shifts. You had some guys begin the game, some guys finish the game. 
guess what? They blew their lead and had the Rockies not lost a game at home um, to the Nationals, the Rockies would have won that division. I think they're a little bit more careful of that. The other, the other team that that reminds me of was, um, I think it was 2017, the New York Yankees in the National League Championship Series. D.J. LeMahieu, one of the best second basemen of our era, dropped the pop-up while playing first base. The most important games of the year, a lot of these modern teams that, that, that underrate the defense, sometimes mm-hmm. they have players in positions they don't play or players in their second-best position, and it costs them defensively. So, yeah, the Dodgers look like they're, um, they're going to rectify that problem by letting uh, uh, Corey Seager go and moving Trey Turner to shortstop, which you're right. Uh, now, if they, get a, if they get Freddie Freeman in, a real first baseman, a real slugger in the lineup, it's more traditionally constructed. Thomas, you know, it's the, the National League has kind of gone bonkers because of what the Dodgers have been able to do with their lineup. And now the Mets are kind of spin, spin, spin. The Nationals look to be in spending mode. The Phillies were when they went and got Bryce Harper. The National League East as a whole is it, – it's, it's it's an arms race. Well, except for the Braves who are doing it their way and are winning. And winning. Um, yeah. You know, is that something that, that is going to happen out west at any time, any point in the, the near future? Or are the Dodgers just kind of the, the ones who are going to – Spend all the money. No, actually, the Giants do have the opportunity to do it. They don't spend as consistently as the, as the Dodgers. Sometimes they do take a small step back in spending. They've done that in recent years. Uh, but when they are close, like if you looked at last year, um, they're going out and trading for Chris Bryant. They will make the move that will make all the difference um, to get there if they are close. So really it's the Dodgers and the Giants are the two big money teams out here and the, and, and, and the rest of the teams are now the Padres. They got a they got a television deal. They were on the um, they were on the regional sports network bubble. They and the Diamondbacks actually got television deals in the billions. And the Rockies take a lot of heat because they they let DJ LeMahieu sign up. Where they they traded away Nolan Arenado. They let Trevor Story go free agent, and they're not bringing him back. But in the last ten years. The Rockies have been in the playoffs twice. The, the Diamondbacks and the Padres have only been once. So everybody's trying to find a way to get there. I don't think you're ever going to have, uh, at least the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, I don't think they're going to spend with the Dodgers. The Padres will try, but it seems like no matter what they try, it falls. They, they get a lot of off-season publicity, and it falls apart. So, yeah, it's, it's a tough division to win in because of the Dodgers. And then when the Giants are close, they make a lot of good decisions, and it, it doesn't seem to matter who their general manager is. They really make a lot of good decisions. It's funny you say that because we, we, we are quasi-Padres fans here because of one, Ryan Weathers, who is from yeah. – Lawrence County here, just inside of our coverage area, and uh, the, their number one pick, the seven, the number seven pick in the draft a couple of years ago, Robert Hassel the third, who has moved up quickly in the uh, minor league ranks. So we're we're, we're quasi Padres fans out here. But how crazy was the the Fernando Tatis story? He's now out for three months, and potentially because he wrecked his motorcycle multiple times. That's wild, right? 
Yeah, you you need to stay off the motorcycle, but also could the Padres have made some moves um, had there not been a lockout? I mean, I, it's hard for me to believe that the Padres didn't know about this, that th- there was the rule during the lockout that uh, teams and players could not have contact. It's just hard for me to believe that, you know, they show up for physicals, and then he shows up with a broken wrist. Oh, guys, by the way, this happened in the offseason. Um, yeah, and yeah. also you look at the Padres, uh, Will, Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, there's stories about them being on the trading block. This is actually the second time under A.J. Prefer that they've gotten into an arms race for salaries, then gotten into a mode of getting rid of these guys. It's just, it, 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 it is a totally strange situation. But, um, yeah, so your Padres fans there, I understand Ryan Weathers there. How about, uh, how about the Rockies and Jordan Sheffield here? So you guys have a reason to watch the team I watch a lot. So there you go. Hey, we are, uh, you know, honestly, we're just fans of anybody out there except the Dodgers. That's all. That's so, <laughs> anybody <laughs> oh, but the funny. Dodgers. <laughs> but uh, Thomas, yeah, so, man, yeah, we appreciate Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the the, the only um the only thing I'm kind of you know spring training is a wonderful time. Although as a reporter, you write so much, and every now and then you take a step back and say, "I'm writing this stuff." But if they go undefeated, untied, and unscored upon, I'm going to write that it doesn't matter. Yet I'm writing all day. However, um, the only thing that's causing any uh, stress this spring is th- this um this accelerated free agency period, which opened Thursday with the signing of the CBA and the Rockies have been linked. To, I, I think it's, I, I think the stats are every 8.7 minutes to um, Chris Bryant, but there's also Kyle Schwarber and Michael Conforto uh, out there as possibles for the Rockies. So there's a, there's a lot going on right now in free agency. And in a way this makes baseball kind of like the NFL and the NBA and even the NHL in that you have those free agency periods where a lot of news happens, and that's not all bad. No, it's certainly not for you, man. It's certainly not for you. I, I, I'm I'm excited that we are getting a uh, at least some sort of free agency period with, with spring training and opening day coming up on April 7th. should be a, a lot of fun. Thanks for taking some time with us. We appreciate you, and uh, happy birthday. Thank you, but here, here's the here's the biggest question of all that I have to ask: What was the final there? <laughs> the final was twelve eleven. Columbia State left the time oh. run on base, right? They sure did. Left the time oh, run on Columbia base. Columbia State leaving. Yeah. And who it, it are they was, playing again? They were playing Motlow State out of um, you know MIT, Motlow in Tullahoma. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that was that sounded like a thriller, and hopefully um, your audience um, is as thrilled by that as they are about uh, about Matt Olson at this point. <laughs> Absolutely. I certainly am. Thomas, man, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, when we come back, we will continue watching the legend of dirt, Bill Marbit, go in circles here. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to turn the camera around for that. <laughs> we might need to turn the camera around. We'll give you our top five pies. Top five pies coming at you right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Today.